Have you ever wanted to sell more books and enroll more customers? Or maybe you're looking to find ways to sustain your message and truly make your difference. Hosted by Sean Rosensteel, Authorized is a live collaborative show dedicated to helping self-development authors take their businesses to the next level. All right. I think we're live, Meredith. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for being with me here today. Thank you for having me and hi to everyone watching. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm excited to speak with you about your children's book. I think that's so awesome that you're a children's book author, A Gift to Remember. Yes. And it's a Christmas story, right? It is. Awesome. And it was published June, I think it was, right? Yes. Middle of June, it came out. Awesome. So how was that? So you published kind of in the midst of similar to what I did, my book published in July. So you kind of published in the midst of all the uncertainty and the pandemic and all that good stuff. So how was that entire experience? Um, well, I'm sure you had a similar feelings and mindset I did of, should I do this? Should I finish this out? Should I launch it now? Um, my original intention was to launch it in July, sort of a Christmas in July yep. marketing um, endeavor. Um, and the book, you know, was completed. And um, I just thought to myself, what a better time in the world um, to put something bright out there that has a great message. And yes, it's Christmas based, but we were all home. Um, we were all together. And so I just decided, and after, you know, talking with my family and they were encouraging, like, don't stop, don't, don't put the brakes on. And I'm sure, I don't know if you felt that way too, of should I just hold off? Um, and yeah, and I just, they just said, go for it. Um, cool. Yeah. So um, I didn't know sort of how it, the response or anything at that time, um, but it ended up being just incredible to see the support and and you know people posting reviews and that it did so well in a launch in the middle of June. That's awesome. I noticed that you've got a ton of five star reviews. Yes. How did you pull that off? I don't wonderful people. <laughs> <laughs> and probably good writing and illustration, right? Yes. Um yes. I I was just blown away to be honest with you with the reviews. Um I think inevitably, you know, as an author, you, you have to be okay with constructive criticism. Um, I have a background in ballet, so that's kind of been a natural part of my life and it can always, you know, make you better. So I think I sort of expected, a, you know, a lot, you know, just some not five-star reviews and, um, but yes. And when I read them, they just make my heart soar and, that's um, awesome. To talk about the writing, like you're saying, and and because it is done in rhyme, which can be very challenging for an author. Um, and then, you know, the illustrations, Uber is just extraordinarily talented. Um, and so naturally, those, of course, are going to get five star reviews. Right. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I just noticed last night I was looking at my Goodreads listing and I had a two star review. Mm -hmm. and some constructive criticism and but I give the gal who did it a lot of credit she's like I love self-help books they can be very motivational but she's like but this one <laughs> like this one is too time consuming I don't have this kind of time but she's like I could see if I did where it you know there's a few helpful I'm like okay well at least she rounded it out a little bit but yeah. it's always like oh 
And I had a one star on Amazon, I think like a couple of weeks after my book published and in the headline was don't bother. <laughs> you know, they yeah. come in, they happen. It is what it is, you know? And then I, I, I actually went and looked at some of the other reviews that she did and I felt a little bit better about myself because mm -hmm. she was just one of those types of people who are just out to, you know, say bad things about all sorts of products and books and authors and, mm -hmm. but it happens and we have to grow a little bit of tough skin, you know, if mm -hmm. and when it does, but you've got a great track record. I mean, that's incredible. I saw that. I'm like, I have to ask her how she's doing that. So did you have like a advanced reader campaign or did you have a launch team or anything like to support you in the launch? I did. So um, I was a part of an online training uh, school called self-publishing school. Um, and it uh, just sort of helped me walk through the process of publishing and um, just super valuable. Um, so I had a lot of launch team members from people, you know, getting to know people in that community. Oh, that's cool. You know, and then um, some friends and family. I didn't want to just, you know, I, I it's hard. You know, if you're an author, you kind of know it's tricky asking your friends and family for a lot. Um, so, but I did have some of them, and um, and you feel I feel like a network marketer, marketer selling jewelry or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I just, you know, I I sort of formed a launch team and just said, hey, I am doing Christmas in the middle of summertime who's on board. And, um, you know, and of course I said, leave an honest review. You know, if, if it's not your favorite book, you know, I, it's good for me to know that and know why. Um, but, uh, I was just so fortunate to have that community behind to sort of get it out of the gate. And then, um, reviews of people that I hadn't, I don't know who they are. I wish I did because they're just such lovely reviews. I wish I could awesome. say thank you. Um, but just strangers started reviewing the book um, and still are to this day. Um, so I'm pretty fortunate in that regard. That's so cool. That's so cool. So that tells me the book's selling. So what are some of the efforts you're doing to help promote the book and to sustain those sales, right? Because it's been, what, four months? Yeah. So, um, you know, I had to sort of be creative in the beginning because it is Christmas and it wasn't the season for it. Um, right. And so, um, of course, Christmas in July helped that, you know, because that really is a thing, you know, especially here in the United States where I am. Um, so that helped. And then that was sort of my goal was how do I sort of build a solid foundation for this book leading up to the holidays? Sure. Um, I didn't expect massive sales you know, from August till now, essentially, or mid-October, um, just because people aren't really looking that much for Christmas books. But how can I continue to still market it um, and get continuous sales so that it can stay within a certain parameters, like on Amazon, and so that the book is still noticeable and it doesn't fall out of conversation? Sure. So social media, um, of course, helps that endeavor a lot. Um, so really just continuing to talk about the book there. Um, I started dabbling into podcasts <laughs> um, and um, really have loved that experience um, and to just talk about the book and, and just have great conversations with people like yourself. And, um, and then just doing a little bit of uh, doing some guest writing and things like that. So just kind of unique, not necessarily always book specific marketing, um, just to grow that conversation that I'm out there, my book's out there, sure. knowing that mid-October, then people start to, you know, naturally look, look at holiday books. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I feel like podcasts are for many authors, somewhat of a holy grail. It's like that thing that we're always told that we should be consistently exposing our you know books to as podcast audiences. So what are some of the things that you've done over the past few months that have been successful as far as getting scheduled on podcasts? Yeah, so I think any debut author is a little nervous to just contact people directly. Um, but as you know, you've been told, just just do it um, and just introduce yourself, introduce your book, what it's about. Um, and so I just kind of started sending emails. Hey, this is my book. Um, you know, and then using also what else have I done in my life, um, you know, with ballet or any, you know, building community programs, you know, work in a local school. Um, so just talking to people and then inevitably all of a sudden I started booking podcasts and I didn't understand sort of that myth you're talking about of like the Holy Grail. Um, I didn't quite fully understand it until I saw it firsthand and I was on the first one and I can see how quickly that can aid an author um, to reach an audience like those watching today. You know, I probably I've sure. never heard of me before, <laughs> you know, probably not. <laughs> um, and so really just like reaching out and, and really researching the people who are hosting the podcast too. I was really um, cautious on you know, am I someone that they're even interested in? Because that's just a waste of their time too for me to be emailing them. You know, what what is their podcast about? Is there a correlation? So it took some time to research, um, but well worth the time. Yeah, and I think it's interesting for those of you who are watching and listening, I think it's interesting what Meredith just said. There's more angles uh, than just the book to get mm -hmm. on podcasts. She talked about ballet she talked about her community involvement. And I've found the same thing to be true. While my book is, you know, self-help, personal development, intentional living, there's also different angles. And I've been on business like B2B type podcasts with entrepreneurship and B2B and things of that nature, um, productivity type podcasts. So there's all sorts of different entry points. Mm -hmm. It's not just about like in Meredith's case, a Christmas book and being a children's author. There's a lot of different avenues that she could potentially get um, on a podcast with. And then obviously through that introduction, she's most likely being introduced, right? As a children's author. Yes. And her book will naturally come up in those conversations. So I really think that's an important distinction there mm -hmm. that there's, there's more angles than just one, mm -hmm. right? Because you yeah. probably have a lot of different passions, hobbies, interests, background, job, career related things, mm -hmm. more entry points, right? Yeah, I think I think we hit the nail on the head as um, and I, I, I wouldn't have discovered it until I really just dove into that. Um, but all of a sudden I would research someone that maybe really wanted to have conversations about parenting. And I have two young boys and what's it like to be a career mom, um, you know, or, you know, just many different angles. So um, it also mm. was refreshing to be on the podcast because you you're not coming there to just talk about your book, you know, you're right. talking about all sorts of things. And um, it just opens the door for such neat conversations. And yes, inevitably, you're introduced as an author, and, and, and they're so sweet. And they talk about your book and ask you about it. And um, so it's been a, it's been neat to see. Yeah, it gives it gives other people a chance to get you to know you. 
mm-hmm. right? As, as a human being and not just, yeah. just you know, author status, right? It gives right. people a chance to get to know you uh, more intimately, which is so important. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, let's see. So the book published in June, mm-hmm. throughout the, the entire process, the planning, the writing, the editing, the illustration work, which I can't imagine, I didn't have any illustrations. Yeah. I can't imagine adding that level of complexity and creative mm-hmm you know, to the process, but throughout all of it, what would you say, like, what's the biggest mistake you've made or what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far in your journey? Which mistake? (laughs) (laughs) The the biggest one. Oh, the biggest one. Okay. Uh, There's been a lot. (laughs) So, um, and don't, yeah. And it's okay. Mistakes are good. You learn from them and, um, you know, you learn how to, how to do things better. Um, I think the biggest mistake for me personally was, um, so for children's books, you know, when you, they are expensive to publish, um, because you are adding that illustration component. Um, and so, um, that old tagline of you get what you pay for. So I kind of tried to save money here and there on little ways, and um, one of them in particular was the formatting of the book. Um, the illustrator had done so much of the work um, for formatting. So I tried to just sort of finish it up myself. And that was just a total disaster. And um, so I ended up having to go find a formatter to fix my work. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would say really, um, you know, I had worked so hard to do quality on every single step, finding a great editor um, who dealt with children's, you know, books specifically and rhyming because that that's yet another element to the editing process. The amazing illustrator, you know, I had worked and worked to try to do the best I possibly could on every step. And then I like shortchanged Cut it. Cut a corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At so, the 11th hour, it sounded like. Yeah, basically. And so that was just, you know, that was just a not, that was probably one of my largest, most time consuming mistakes, um, to, to fix. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. And I think it's important to, to, to understand that. And what I've found was, you know, books are a little bit of a different animal, right? Because like, if you publish a blog, like everything on the web is so fluid. Mm -hmm. You make a mistake, you just, you know, republish the blog. It's easy. You just update it. Right. What I'm finding is like, oh my gosh, if I have new front matter or new back matter mm-hmm. or any small edit typo, anything that was missed in between, it it's very expensive to go back in there. Yes. You know, and, and like I've done my cover, the back description for my book, the cover a few times. And every time I do it, it's a lot of money to engage the design, re-engage the designer, mm-hmm. re-upload my files. I mean, every time you do that. So I think it's important. I like what you said about, you know, not cutting corners and just kind of finding high quality all the way through, because if you can front load that investment, mm-hmm. you'll save it on the back end. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah very cool. So I, I feel like your book, it is a Christmas book. However, I do feel like you're into an opportunity to write a series. Mm-hmm. Like I can see you doing an Easter book. I can see you do it. Right. So there's yeah. a lot of room. Like I, I'm, I'm in the, my son who's seven and I got into these, um, I think it's Timmy Thompson mystery books mm-hmm. and they're really fun and they've got clues and they're really interactive. And even my five-year-old daughter is kind of getting into it now. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm pretty sure the author has only published two, but like rather than going out and get a new book, we're like, does this guy have any other books? This is fantastic. And he had a second in the series. I hope he writes more because I think he only has those two. Mm -hmm. But if he had 12, we're in. I would yeah. buy them all. I'd buy the box set. <laughs> box like, set. So good, right? Yeah. So do you have plans to create a First of all, do you have plans? And then also, did you have plans from the onset? Like, mm -hmm. was that your initial intention to write for additional holidays or events outside of Christmas? Sure. No, great question. Um, so I do have another book that'll be coming, um, barring no unforeseen circumstances, <laughs> um, after the turn of the year. So early on in the new year, awesome. uh, for Easter. In fact. Awesome. Yeah. Good um, timing on that one. Yeah, good timing on that just one. Stay away from the edits. Just stay I, away from the edits. From the formatting, right? Yeah, formatting, formatting. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't set out. I wish I could say I was that educated right off the bat. I did not set out um, to do a series, but as soon as I started really finishing up the manuscript for a gift to remember, um, I thought kind of what you were saying, like there's more to this than, than just Christmas because sure. the message is that it's remembering what's important in life and, and that functions all year long. Um, and so um, I just naturally um, went to Easter um, and it's gonna be a very, very unique take and scene um, of Easter. So, um, I, which I think is fun and different. Um, so, and then seeing kind of where that series might go after that, but I think it is really important to, um, to have a series because of that purpose, because it becomes about more than just one book. Um, it becomes yeah. more about just what's that global message and then also getting back to, you know, like doing podcasts and you made the comment of having people get to know you. Um, to me, it's a huge honor to have my book on a child's bookshelf that and, and a family's bookshelf. That to me is just an extraordinary, I know it might sound cheesy, but it's just amazing. Yeah. But I feel like a series also allows a family to invest in that that person, that author right. and that illustrator. Um, and so I think having a series also builds that trust between you and a family that I think is so important for, you know, especially children's authors to have yeah. and, to, and to earn that trust, you know, parents. Yeah, no, I, I love that. So that's kind of your champagne moment, right? So to speak is when your book is on the shelf in mm -hmm. a child's room. I mean, that's just, I can picture that, it's so cool. Oh, I mean, just the idea of like Christmas lights up and, and a family, you know, and that a gift remembers on their shelf where they're sitting down reading and spending that time together. Um, or maybe the child is reading it themselves and learning to read. Um, it just it's just magical. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So I'm interested in this. I'm in the nonfiction space. I would assume it's self-help genre, right? Mm -hmm lack of a better genre than that, but it's very easy for me to come up with products and programs beyond the book. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I run challenges and I have masterminds and I have an online course and I have acceleration group coaching programs. I mean, it's very easy for me to build a business on the back end, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And not rely specifically on book sales. Cause as we all know, it's difficult right now. 
Yeah. It's probably more easy than it's ever been as far as we have direct access to ad channels, podcast exposure. You know, I think the vehicles are in place and it's easier than it's ever been to market books, mm -hmm. but it's still, it's still difficult if we're self-published. Okay. Are you self-published by the way? I am. Yeah, I guess I thought you were. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what is your vision, if any, for like beyond the book? Are you going to like, cause I'm picturing you doing like zoom readings with kids and question and answer sessions with children. Like I, mm -hmm. I can see so many neat things that you could do like once a week, twice a month bonuses beyond just, Hey, you bought my book. Thanks. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> More of like a follow-up. So these kids and also the parents can get to know you a little bit better and you can add some, some additional joy into their lives. So are you doing anything beyond the book? Have you thought through some of those things or, or is it just, no, I'm going to focus on the series and that's it. Um, no, I definitely uh, have thought beyond the book because um, my brain just works that way. <laughs> um, so I, I think reaching children and reaching families is really important um, and not just by the book. So I have done some online readings and I have done, I've, I've been lucky. I've gotten to do a couple and we'll get to do, I have some booked some in-person readings. Um, it's harder now with everything going on in the world to do that in-person face-to-face, right. you know? Right. That, that can be a struggle right now for, for children's book authors. Um, but I, I would love, I have many ideas, so I don't know exactly which one I want to end up focusing on first, but I would love um, to coach eventually about, you know, coach children's book authors that are, you know, debut authors that want to produce a quality book. Um, but on the flip side, I really... There's some really talented children who are very good writers and very good illustrators at very young ages. And I think um, I've spent a lot of my career um, uh, trying to give access to children, trying to give access to ballet and dance to children who might not otherwise have had that opportunity. And I feel so similarly and passionate about writing um, in the same regard. So I would love to develop some kind of programs to work with schools cool. um, about just the foundations of how do you write a children's book? Because kids are, I mean, their ideas are just amazing yeah, <laughs> and, um, and endless. And so if they just sort of have tools and an outline, you just never know what that's going to spark in a child. You know, my, uh, I have an eight year old son and um, he's really big into drawing, really, really, really into drawing and him watching this whole process. He's like, well, I want to illustrate your next book. And, you know, just fostering and opening a door for a child to maybe pursue something and pursue cool. passion, you know, might be something I am interested in. That's very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That'd be awesome. Well, I feel like it's easier than ever now, given the fact that we're all, a lot of us are stuck at home. A lot of us are, you know, using Zoom now. I mean, everybody's a Zoom expert these days. So it'd be really neat to hold some sort of a creative workshop or something like that for kids. I think that'd be really, and I can see you doing that. I mean, that's just a layup for you. Yeah. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about, so, so I have due to a glitch on the week that my book launched, um, I kind of took the book fulfillment on myself and built like a book funnel sort of a thing mm -hmm. on my website and started to sell direct. And um, 
it's really neat. So there's like an, what is it called? Like a one-time offer an up upgrade or an upsell when someone's checking out. Mm -hmm. And I'm amazed at how often people take the audiobook and the Kindle version at half off. So like they come in, they get the book mm -hmm. and then there's like this one-time offer to get those other two things at half off. And I'm thinking they're not going to want to buy the same book in a different format, but like 30 or 40% of them do. I'm just floored by it, which then I run ads. So that basically uh, offsets my ad costs. And then anything after that is, is profit. Mm -hmm. So with someone with what you're doing, like I, I would, it's so neat. I could see like this, this author of the Timmy Thompson series, mm -hmm. like if he had a video where he's like, Hey, there's five hidden nuggets in this book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for five bucks or for 10 more bucks, you know, I, I have a video where I will share with you what those are. And you can have a one page printout mm -hmm. and it's like a, uh, uh, what is that called? A, um, not a treasure hunt, but a, um, a seek and find. Yeah. Like a seek and find mm -hmm. or, or scavenger hunt. Oh, scavenger hunt. Yeah. Like I would do it in a heartbeat, like to, to enhance the experience of reading the book with my kids. That's mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah. Well, I could see you doing just something easy like that. Like, you know, with a children's book, it, it probably takes what, 10 minutes, mm -hmm. five, 10 minutes. So, I mean, you, you could do a video of you reading the book mm -hmm. and maybe even providing some context and teaching some lessons on a deeper level. Like I could see so much neat things happening like that. Um, yeah, that's great so are you selling your book direct from your website or is it on Amazon and other outlets only? <clears throat> Right now it's on Amazon and other outlets. Um, I didn't go direct to my website just off the gate because I, I wasn't sure, you know? Um, sure. So I think that's something that I definitely need to look into in order to be able to kind of do more of those, mm -hmm. you know, catered experiences that you're talking about. Um, so hopefully as I'm going into the Easter book and all that, I can, you know, look at all that at the same time um, and eventually make that something that would be available direct from me. Yeah. Or it could be like a pre-order bonus sort mm -hmm. of a thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so good. yeah, I could just see a lot of neat creative things like that as far mm -hmm. as bonuses or add-ons. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. um, so you mentioned something in your questionnaire about online magazines and how that might be working similar to podcasts as far as moving more copies of the book. So what, I don't know anything about online magazines. So what's that all about? So I, you know, again, just sort of wanted to continue to grow my name and my author brand and, and create a foundation and, and a solid one. And I was trying to think of creative outlets to um, what else can I do, you know, besides, okay, if I don't get podcasts, what else is there? And, um, I listened to a great webinar, um, one day from a really wonderful lady named Susie Moore. And she was talking about how she, um, you know, yes, she's been on all the TV shows and everything, but she also used to guest write. And I was like, huh, you know, so I started looking into that and, um, I thought, well, this could be interesting. And, um, I said, well, if anything, it's going to grow me as a writer. Um, sure. It's really going to benefit me. And then if it if any articles get picked up, well, great, you know. And so I just sort of I started with a faith based um, genre and um, I just made an article and I submitted it to an online magazine, um, which is essentially a, and a lot of magazines are online right now just because of, you know, 
the way the world is right now. Right. Uh, and the next thing I know, they were like, oh, we love your article. And, and mind you, I'm writing for adults. So that was, I was like, okay, like, you know, and, and, um, and it got picked up. And then the next thing I knew, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm writing for four different publications with wow. three months. Um, and then one of them now is like, will you just, will you be a regular contributor? We love your work. Um, and so all of a sudden, you know, their audience of three, four, 5,000 people um, might read my article and learn more about me. Um, and then, like I said, I benefit and I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity because it grows me as a writer, um, you know, in my voice and just the whole, the whole process. Um, and then when you go to my website, let's say you don't know me, um, you can see, well, what else has she done besides just one, you know, besides just one book? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and, Isn't that enough? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I'm sure you might get that question of like, so one book, that's it. And I'm like, ah. um, so, but they can see, oh, she's contributing here and, um, mm. And, you know, and that might eventually lead me to maybe do an adult book one day um, based on that. So um, mm. I've really enjoyed it first and foremost and um, been grateful for the opportunity. But I see it in a similar way as a podcast of where you're reaching an audience you probably never would have otherwise reached. So I, I really like that. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that hasn't been on my radar screen Um Many years ago, I think it was like 2012, 2013, I was writing for Forbes, like in the entrepreneurship column. Wow. Well, it was great until it wasn't. I mean, it got to the point where like it was fun and there was this novelty about it, mm -hmm. but they wanted one article a week. Ooh. It got to the point after a, a long period of time where I was just pumping out content just to hit the quota. And it's like, it just, it started suffering. The writing wasn't great towards the end. And I emailed the editor to see if, you know, could I get this down to one or two a month? Cause I can't keep up with this demand. And they're like, no, you know, that's, these are the terms. So I, I unfortunately disengaged. Mm -hmm. um, so I really haven't thought about that, but I love what you're saying as far as, so you're calling them online magazines. I would call them blogs, right. But we're talking about somewhat the same thing. Cause you are truly doing some guest articles on online magazines that have gone a little bit virtual. Mm -hmm. but I think that's really important as far as contributing. Mm -hmm. Who yeah. is out there that is relevant to your ideal readership? Mm -hmm. And for you, it's the parents of these children. I mean, they've got the money. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, you're not targeting seven-year-olds, right? Yeah. So that's smart. You're, you're getting out in front of the parents. You're writing about something you're, you enjoy. At the end of the day, you're honing your craft and you're practicing mm -hmm. the art of writing, mm -hmm. um, which is so neat. Yeah. And I think it's, it's refreshing to me. Cause like you're saying, it's not, it's not, it is work. It's a lot of work to write. I don't think a lot of people realize, I don't, not sure I even realize how much goes into one article. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think what's so neat is it, it just, as a writer, you just get these ideas that just come out of nowhere into your brain and, and, all of a sudden you have an outlet to, to give that message. And um, it's, it's been, it's been really neat. And yeah, some of them were more blog type, but then some are like, they call them magazine, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it, you know, yes, there's either, either or, um, cause again, you're just reaching a different audience. And, yeah. and again, back to kind of the different 
facets of a person. You know, I'm not right. Every article I'm writing is not Christmas. You know, it, right. I've written one about motherhood. I've written one about, you know, just various, various topics. Um, you know, I'll probably write one about healthy living and, you know, so cool. you can do the same thing like a podcast in that regard. And, and what do you want to write about and reach out to them? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was, I went camping with my son last weekend and I've never, I grew up in Chicago on the concrete. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not really a camper and I have no idea what I'm doing. Luckily there was a handful of dads from our neighborhood that got together and we did have one gentleman who was like a serious camper. So he kind of just led the charge. Thank goodness he was with us, mm-hmm. but I uh, had the best time. Like now I'm a camper, like I'm all in and uh, I'd like to go again with my family if I can convince my wife. Mm-hmm. But uh, my son wanted to catch fish mm-hmm. and he was, you know, not, I don't want to say whining, but he was bothering me, bugging me about it. like, dad, I want to catch a fish dad. And it's like, son, you can't catch a fish without a line in the water. Mm-hmm. It's no use sitting over here by the campfire talking to me about you want to, you know, if you want to catch a fish, grab the rod, get in the, you know, get by the lake and put the line in the water. You're never going to catch fish without a line in the water. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is like for me, like a podcast, those are lines in the water. Mm-hmm. And just like the online magazine, just like contributing guest blogging to a magazine, whatever it is, those are lines in the water. And these are evergreen lines. You know, that that's how you leverage yourself. Mm-hmm. right? Is you can get on a podcast and forevermore it's out there for people to find. But I think for a lot of us authors, like our comfort, our sweet spot and our comfort zone is like sitting behind the computer typing <laughs> and, and then not releasing our work. Mm-hmm. But I love what you're saying. Like how many lines can I get in the water? Because the more lines in the water, the more exposed I am to people finding me. And that's what we want. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I really appreciate you bringing the, 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 the guest blogging or the contributor vehicle up. Cause I haven't even, I didn't even, I, I've been so focused on podcasts and also running ads that I haven't even considered contributing like that. Well, and what you just said could be an extraordinary article. I'm just using this as an example. So something that comes to a writer, like you're saying about casting a line in the water. Well, that could be an extraordinary article for an online blog or magazine about a dad, but that wants to feature something about a dad. Mm. And, but the lesson behind casting line in the water and, you know, you write about it and it's doing the best you can in life. And so getting all these wonderful things that we sit behind a desk and hold so close. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then I think it's also just about forming. I've so enjoyed forming relationships with the people who've given me those opportunities to be on the podcast or, featured, you know, an article in their magazine um, and just being so grateful to them and even touching base weeks later, just, hey, I just loved it or, you know, and um, I just feel we're just so much stronger when we start communicating more and um, and being so grateful for those opportunities, you know. Sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we talked about a lot of what's working, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> but I also want to know what's not working. Like what, what are, what are, what's your biggest struggle right now? What do you need help with the most right now? Um, so there's sort of a, an image where an author kind of has their bubble that they live in. Um, and 
you know, yes, my friends and family bought my book and, and it is doing well. I mean, but the image is how do you get out of that bubble? How do you, how do you break that? Um, and for me, um, that's harder because I haven't been in the writing publishing industry. Um, that's not where my career has been. Sure. Um, so it's, I feel like I'm, you know, you kind of start from, from zero, um, and, uh, taking, you know, baby steps. And so for me, it, it's looking and, and the book is doing well, it's trending well. Um, and, but then how, how do I break out of that? And I can see so how that can happen. Um, there's a wonderful author. Her name's Marcy Pusey. She's been a mentor and coach to me. And she, uh, for, and she's has several children's books out. And she says, really, the number one form of marketing still to this day for children's works is word of mouth. Hmm. Um, and so I'm looking at it going, okay, I have this bubble. And then how can I get enough word of mouth to, to break out of that bubble and to get people excited about the book and, and the books to come and, you know, and, and break that. Yeah. Not easy. Not easy. I, I just had a bit of a down, a bit of a download here. So my, this is totally unrelated, but we can bring it in. I'll land the plane in 20 seconds. <laughs> um, so my sister just, uh, she was on Shark Tank a few weeks ago, which is so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And she has this little product that is basically a dog waste sheet. It's an alternative to plastic bags, essentially. And what's amazing is her Instagram has blown up because all these people who buy her product will like set the box next to their dog, take a photo and then either send it to her or up, you know, post it on their own Instagram and tag her. Right. And I thought about just going back to what you're saying, as far as breaking out of my, you know, friends and family bubble, I thought about doing that for my book, like putting a little card with it or something, or maybe adding, you know, a, a piece of back matter that says, Hey, and whether it's a contest or something else, but like take a photo of you, with the book, receiving the book or whatever it is and be entered to win something. Um, so you, I could see you doing something like that as, you know, for, as far as like compiling photos of happy readers, it doesn't have to be with their kids. I think a lot of people might have an issue with privacy on that one. Some people wouldn't though. Yeah. Some people wouldn't, mm -hmm. but I could see you doing something like that where you have just this collection of happy readers who received the book, took a photo and tagged you. Mm -hmm. or sent it to you so you can use that because mm -hmm. it's really easy to do that. And then all of a sudden you're tagging those people and then it's showing up on their feed. I mean, that's a real effective way to, and it's free, you mm -hmm. know, to get the word of mouth going at least online from a social mm -hmm. uh, angle. Right? right. Yeah. And I think I'm finding, um, you know, you just have to kind of start asking people, you know, you just, you just kind of have to be bold and just say, hey, would you, would you mind, you know, and like my dream would be that, and I get, cause a lot of people don't want to post their children and I think right. that's great. Um, yeah, I'm it, one of them. Yeah. yeah. And it's very important to, to watch that. But, um, you know, one of my dreams would be that families start posting what's important to them, that their children, that what's, what's important to you in life and to post the children's response and then like hashtag remember and have, you know, and tag yeah. me and, and because then it's, it's to me, it would just be all those wonderful things in life being blasted across social media. Yeah, I love that. Do you have a call to action 
to that effect in the book at all? I, well, I, I have, you know, visit my website for future books and all that. So, you know, I sort of, this is an after, <laughs> after thought. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But something I can definitely look into, you know, in the future. Um, so it's really right. just trying to figure out how you get that going. How do you get it? How do you get that trending? Um, and then to, to sort of burst out of that bubble. Um, to me, you know, when I, I had, I tried to keep my perspectives. I'm a very glass half full type of individual. Um, but I also like to keep my perspectives um, in check sometimes. And so, you know, my perspective of, of publishing the book was like, okay, well, so, you know, my main goal was it was inspired by my sons um, and their letter to Santa. So my goal was to show them that their little letter of kindness that was so unselfish can make waves. Cool. And that um, if you put work into something, then, you know, it can be magical. And so to hand them that book was just phenomenal. So my perspective out of the gate, you know, was not to become a New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> you know, that'd be awesome. But, um, you know, but I feel like um, just trying to keep that in check throughout the process um, and not trying to get like not getting frustrated that I can't break out of that bubble. Sure. You no, know, I think that would be amazing. And there's times I've looked at Amazon and I I saw the rank of the book and, you know, while I thought I'd be like number 3 million, you know, I've, there's times I've breached, you know, top 10,000 books and that's amazing to me, you know, yeah. so. Um, yeah, yeah I haven't even. Along the way. Yeah, I haven't even thought or, or looked, I think outside of launch week, I've just forgotten about the rank, but it was, what's amazing is how easy it is to break through, but then how difficult it is to stay. You know, you could do a small promotion and boom, your book, you know, you've got a hockey stick as far as the rankings. But then if you don't keep that up, yeah, it'll fall fast just as quickly as you broke the ranking. Right. Um, but it sounds like you're doing a really good job of getting out of the bubble between the podcast, the guest articles that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it and, you know, it's hard. I mean, Christmas is a hard genre. There's a, just a, amazing books published every day for Christmas. Um, but I think also trying to, my book is very, very unique in the fact that it is, um, Santa Claus, it's told from his perspective and sort of focusing on all the magic of Christmas. I mean, presents and stockings and elves, but then Santa really trying to give us messages of kindness and love and then, you know, the gift of Jesus. And, um, so it's extraordinarily different, um, and trying to find, just an opportunity for that message um, to reach, you know, the right people and then, you know, hopefully pop little pokes in the bubble. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's again, like I said, it sounds like you're already doing that, which is so awesome. One of the things that I found to be good about, you know, so if it's a competitive space mm -hmm. and there's unbelievable, you know, books being published every day, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. what's nice is if you ever decided to run ads, you've got some really easy targets mm -hmm. because you can run ads toward whether it's an, you know, Amazon or BookBub or Facebook, Facebook's a little expensive. I don't think I would go there right now, but um, you can easily target by author mm -hmm. and you can target by title. So it's like, what's nice about author marketing. If you're running paid advertising is we don't have to guess. 
Right. So if there's a, you know, like Elf on the Shelf, your little sponsored ad can be up there for 11 to 30 cents a click. Right. And people can click and see through to your book. Mm-hmm. And it's um, interesting you brought up Amazon ads. You know, I, I, I've tried to do a lot of, of research specifically for Amazon ads because you can target so specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been one of my main tools. Um, there's a lot of uh, data that shows children's books may not trend as well in Amazon ads, maybe not quite as large of a success and profit rate. Um, but I think it's been one of the main tools that's helped me, like you said, instead of breaking in and your number, whatever, and so exciting. And then the next day you've, you know, fallen way back. Um, I think it's helped keep me within a nice parameter, you know, um, on Amazon specifically, um, and I think it's been a neat tool. And like you said, being able, it is easier to target because of, of the genre it's in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be my concern for me if I were in your shoes is there's nothing beyond this right now that I can monetize. Mm-hmm. So you might be running ads and losing money because mm-hmm. the profits are so small, mm-hmm. but maybe that's okay. That's the cost of keeping your rankings or whatever else. So you justify it. But if you had something else and it, that something else could be another book of the series. Right. It could be three to five more books in the series over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in your shoes, I would want to get something beyond that so that I there was an opportunity to develop more relationships and monetize that further. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I don't mind losing money on, on ads, a little bit of money on ads, because I know it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. I know I will monetize on that later. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, that, I think a future book in the series or something ancillary, something in addition to your book itself, um, that I, to me, that's, I would need to solve for that before I even ran ads. <laughs> I'd be scared to just run ads knowing that I'm just going to best case I'm losing some money, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know that I would have done it had I not known you know, that I'm having a second, like that there's more to this than just, I'm just going to do one book and I'm done, you know, right. Uh, there's weights. There's just too much of an investment. Um, and, right. And when you're passionate about something, you just, you just know you're supposed to keep you know, going. No logic, all emotion. Let's just, do it. <laughs> Let's just go for it. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I'm running ads. It yeah, is running ads. ads. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah. thanks so much, Meredith, for being on the show. This was really fun. Yeah, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. And I think you've given a lot of great insight uh, to our audience here. I, you know, big takeaway, two big takeaways that I had is approach it from different angles. If you have a book and you're trying to get on podcasts, think broader than the niche you're in or your ideal reader, because that may suffocate your opportunity. Think about some other things that you're passionate about, some of your background, your experiences, life history, because you might be able to either guest on blogs or online magazines or get on different podcasts based on based on you above and beyond the book. I think that's important. The other thing you mentioned was the the guest contributing, the guest blogging, the you know, writing articles for online magazines. That's a great idea. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that up. Sure. Well, I will be getting your book, uh, Gift to Remember, this season for sure. Um, some of my favorite, you know, the, the, my favorite thing to do is to at the end of a long day is to be with my kids reading. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's our favorite activity. Well, that's my favorite activity. <laughs> it's, sometimes the kids aren't so excited about it, but um, it's kind of our little routine. Mm-hmm. You know, before, you know, prayers and stories, it's like, let's snuggle in and read. Mm-hmm. Um, so holiday reading is fantastic. And um, I'm looking forward to getting your book this Christmas. So thank you for publishing it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. All right. Well, I'm going to have to follow up with you in a few months here and uh, see how you're doing. Do you have any holiday campaigns, promotions? Like, are you thinking about this Christmas season? You must be. It's already November. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Um, actually exciting today for anyone who's watching. I went ahead and made the ebook free so that oh. you can, your listeners and, um, and viewers can take a look at it. Um, how do you get it? So um, you can go just on Amazon and um, the ebook is free um, today and tomorrow. So I wanted to make sure parents are busy. So I give them two days. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, so you can get it on there. And then, of course, you can go on Amazon um, or barnesandnoble.com to get the actual book itself. So Awesome. Will you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Will you give that ebook away for free on your website so you can start capturing email addresses and names? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Because <laughs> Amazon ain't giving you that data. I know. So true. <laughs> yeah. So maybe two days on Amazon, but two weeks on my website, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Meredith, and mm-hmm. um, have a wonderful holiday season, right? Thank you. You too. All right, Sean here again. Wasn't that an awesome conversation? Just want to say thanks again for joining us this week. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you can catch all future episodes. Take care and remember to make it a great day.